Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. And I know some of you are probably like me. When you think of the Proverbs 31 woman, you think, oh, okay, we know she never sleeps. She works constantly. She's the perfect woman. How could I ever measure up? But hopefully I can shed light on some of the verses in Proverbs 31 and um, not only not only bring the Proverbs 30 woman into a today perspective, but also make it more realistic how you can, you can also have the qualities that she has if you don't already, which I believe most of you do. So, um, so we're going to start Proverbs 31 verse 10. And just so you know that this, this it was a poem that was recited um, in Jewish homes thousands of years ago. And, and even though it may have been written about a certain woman, it's not necessarily about a specific woman. So it's not, it's not a woman that we're trying to measure up to. What this is, is it's um, character traits that we all want to uh, attain to. So just so you know, relax. Um, verse 10 says, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. So the virtuous woman is someone that you can look up to or aspire to be like. The word virtuous means a woman of influence, so somebody who others can look up to as well. And her influence strictly comes from her devotion to God. It doesn't come from anything that she, any ability or talent that she has that's above anybody else's, but her devotion to God. And if we jump over to, and you don't have to follow me on this, Alex, but in verse 30, the second part of verse 30 in Proverbs 31 says that a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. And I think that says it in a nutshell as to why, what makes this woman virtuous is that she fears the Lord. And fearing the Lord simply means to acknowledge that the life that you live was given to you by God and therefore you're accountable for what you do with it. Proverbs 9.10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The, the virtuous woman is a wise woman, but her influence isn't rooted in anything but her fear of the Lord. Her strength comes from the character that this devotion produces. Character comes down to just a few things. A woman of character, number one, she chooses what she thinks on. Philippians 4.8 says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if, there's, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of pra praise, think about these things. You know, it's, it's real easy, and I know women struggle this, with this more than, more than men, I believe, to think on things that could be or would be or might be. You know, fear, we make such a big deal out of fear, but fear is only a thought. It's only a thought, and we can cast out those thoughts and replace them and think on whatever is true and honorable and lovely, like Philippians 4.8 says. So a woman of good character controls her thoughts, and she guards her heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issue, issues of life. How do you guard your heart? You don't take up offenses. You don't be offended, ladies. You know, you'll have the opportunity probably daily, to be offended. And you can refuse to accept those, those offenses and you can guard your heart against those because those, those offenses, 
they grow, they turn into bitterness, and they turn into untrustworthiness and things like that. So guard your heart. And then finally, what gives a woman good character is she watches her mouth. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Guard your heart, control your thoughts, and watch what comes out of your mouth. Because it's so important. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And what you say, even though it can be forgiven, it can't be taken back. So the words you say have power. And you know what? If you're having a hard time guarding your mouth, maybe you should look around. Maybe there's the change that needs to be made. Maybe you should keep better company. Maybe the, the people that you're hanging around with are encouraging that kind of talk and bad-mouthing other people and that sort of thing. So maybe, you know, you have influences around you that need to be gotten rid of. Moving on. Verse 11 says, The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. The virtuous woman's husband can trust that she'll take care of him and their home with the utmost respect. Whatever he's worked for, whether it be um, his own influence or his, his reputation or financial gain, he can trust her with it, and he's not going to lose it when it's put in her hands. Verse 12, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She doesn't seek to get even with her husband. She's not manipulative, and she doesn't keep records of wrongs. She doesn't, she doesn't withhold affection. She doesn't withhold other things. She treats her husband with the love and respect that he deserves. And you know what? Some of you will say, well, my husband doesn't treat me with love and respect, but you know what? Our actions are never based on anybody else's actions. Two wrongs don't make a right, ladies. Despite how you feel about the way that he treats you, you're called to rise above and treat him with the love and respect that he deserves as your husband. Where am I? Verse 13. Man, that is intense. I love it. Verse 13 says, She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's careful about the quality that she brings into her home and delights in doing so. She doesn't just bring any old junk in her home, but she's careful about the types of things that she brings to take care of her children. Verse 14, she is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She's creative, and she makes a way to have things from other parts of the land. She's interesting and exposes her family to other cultures. Verse 15. This verse I found more meaning in than I've gotten before when I've just read over this. And if you'll, if you'll study your Bible and you'll study the words that the, the verses that you're looking at consist of, you'll find deeper meanings. Verse 15 says, She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. This is one of those verses that makes me think that she gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's not me. My husband gets up early, and God love him. I just, I don't. There's no four, there's one four, four o'clock to me, and that's in the afternoon. There's one five o'clock to me, and that's in the afternoon. But when I looked at this, the word night there, can y'all hear me okay? I feel like that's... Um, the word night there, the original meaning of that original word comes from a word that means gloom and despair. 
So she rises up even when circumstances are not optimal, even when things are going south. She makes a point to serve those who are around her, setting an example for those who work for her. Also, that word maidservants can mean daughters. So when things look heavy and look like she should have a bad attitude or be in a bad mood, she's setting an example not only for her daughters but for those who work for her by, by not letting that gloom and despair keep her down. Isn't that good? Uh, my husband sent me an email a couple of days ago, and it's, it was based on a study about what time does for children and how, you know, we have this, as parents, we have this concept of the more time we spend with our children, the, the more balanced they'll be, the more successful they'll be when they're older if we can just spend enough time with them. And this study showed that it compared 1975 to 2010. And even though we're spending twice as much time with our children now than we were then, our children aren't turning out any more successful or any more well-balanced. In fact, it's the opposite. And they stated the reason for this being because moms, even though they're spending more time with their children, they're doing it out of a pressure to spend time with them. And so they're spending time with their children and they're stressed out. They're full of anxiety. And so it's just about the time they're spending with their children and not what the time actually consists of. And so that to me was a big relief because we, we let ourselves be weighed down by all these pressures of what we think that we should be doing. And you know, this verse right here is a great example of how just the way that we live our lives and the way that we don't let things bog, our down, bog us down is a great example for our daughters and for those who are around us. And that type of thing is way more impactful than a lot of time that we spend with them stressed out by the things that are weighing us down. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She's a comparison shopper. She doesn't just buy something because it's for sale. She compares it. She considers it and thinks about what, whether it's worth it or not. And from the savings that she uses by being a wise shopper, she invests it into the future where there will be future produce for their lives. She's a smart shopper. And she doesn't just save, save the money so that she can squander it on herself. She, she does something wise with the money that she saves. Verse 17, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She works out. Not really, but maybe. That might be how she prepares herself. I've, this one's a little bit convicting to me. But it says she prepares herself for the things that she does on a daily basis. For her, it was girding up her robe. She had to make preparations so that she would be able to work because if her robe wasn't girded up, it would get in her way while she worked. For us, it may be that we need to eat right and that we need to stay fit, take care of ourselves so that we have the energy to do what we have to do every day. And it might include working out. I didn't hear anybody say amen. Mary Beth, I should have at least heard you say amen. Um, on our, one of our women's conferences that we went on, Mary Beth had some of the ladies running stairs and doing squats in the hallway and things like that. She's like, girls, y'all got to stay fit and stay young. I'm like, okay, Mary Beth. 
thought this was vacation. No, but it is important. It's important to keep up with yourself so that you have the ability. But also, you must stay spiritually fit. Don't just <clears throat> stay physically fit, but also stay spiritually fit. Read your word and pray. Do not wait until crisis comes knocking at your door to see what the word says about you. Because at that point, you have the emotional issues, you have the physical issues, whatever it may be that is attacking you at that time to deal with on top of trying to build yourself up in faith. A great example of this is a, a good friend of mine, and a lot of you know her, some of you know her really well, is Nancy Foster. Several years ago, Nancy was diagnosed with breast cancer. And to watch this woman walk out, the process that she had to go through was amazing. She stood in faith every single day. I didn't see her at her home, but her daughter tells me about days that she would be laying by the toilet because with chemo, she was too sick to leave that small space, but she'd still be quoting the word. And she got up every morning and she told her body that it was going to line up with the word. And you know what? The reason she was able to do that is because she was full of all that word before it ever even came. If she had tried to do that, after, the, after she was struck, that would have been much harder. And she may have had a different outcome. She may not be with us today. And so I just thought, man, there's a perfect example of someone who had the word in her life and was able to fight with it when, when the pressure was on. So keep yourself ready for what you have to face each day. Verse 18 She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She's satisfied with the gain that she's produced from the day and that carries her through the dark times. To me, this verse has to do with she sets out to do something and she achieves it. And the satisfaction from that achievement is what carries her through the next time. Have you ever tried to do something that's hard? and you get halfway through it, like you decide that you're going to achieve something, you get halfway through it, and it gets so hard, and you want to give up. But what keeps you going? What keeps you going is the knowledge that when you accomplish it, there's satisfaction there. And so she's, she looks back on what she's accomplished during the day, and that keeps her going for what she has to do the next day. Verse, where am I, 19? Yes, verse 19 and 20. I'm going to read these together. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. She offers help to those who are around her. The first, the first verse 19 about the distaff, this just has to do with um, yarn tools. And I think that this is her teaching those around her how to take care of themselves. She teaches them that, but she also gives to those who are in need around her. Proverbs 22, 9 says, he who has a generous eye will be blessed for he gives of his bread to the poor. She's a giver and you can't ever go wrong with being a giver. Don't, don't be judgmental of why somebody doesn't have what you have. Just be, have a generous heart. She was extravagant in her ways of helping other people. Verse 21 She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She and her family are prepared to weather any storm. She stands in the righteousness of God and in his grace. 
She doesn't rely on her own ability to be prepared, but she relies on who she is in God. The Bible says that in him we will have peace. In the world you'll find tribulation, but take heart because in him you can have peace and he has overcome the world. Verse 22, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. This doesn't mean you have to make all of your own clothes, ladies. I seriously used to read Proverbs 31 and go, who, who is this woman? And how could she even survive today? She'd never have time to do all of this. But we have to bring it into today, today's vernacular. The virtuous woman takes care of herself and she presents herself well. She's not a mess. She takes pride in her appearance. So she not only uh, dresses nice, but she, she makes herself presentable. Um, and you can do this no matter what your budget is. You, it's easy to say, well, so-and-so has more money than I do, so it's easier for them to dress nice. But my sister-in-law, Jennifer, not this one, my other sister-in-law, Jennifer, she grew up very poor. She's the youngest of eight children, and her mom became a single mother when she was very young. So they didn't have a lot. And she said, no matter what, my mom made sure our clothes were always pressed. She said, it didn't matter if we were wearing hand-me-downs and my clothes had already gone through my six older sisters. What I had on was going to look good. And to this day, she irons everything that she and her husband and her kids wear. And I'm always amazed. I'm like, Jennifer, it's a t-shirt. Don't iron it. Just throw it on and let's go. But when you're around them, if you know them, they're always sharply dressed and they look immaculate. And it's not because their clothes are so much nicer than anybody else's, but they take pride in their appearance. And it's something that I really respect about them. And so you can do that no matter what your budget is. Verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Her husband has a good reputation. And even though he's, he's responsible to live right regardless of how his wife behaves, she can choose to be a support and an encouragement to him or she can be a bad influence to him. Proverbs 12.4 says, An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness to the bones. And I think this goes for anybody that you represent. You know, your kids represent you. Young girls, you represent your parents. When you're, when you're out there, the way that you're dressed and the way that you present yourself, it's a reflection of your parents. And as you get married, it's a reflection of your husband. Verse 24. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Again, she uses her abilities and her gifts to provide for her family. And she's out in the community ready for doors of opportunity to be open for her. When I read this verse, I thought of Sarah Stone King because I'm getting emails constantly from her about the Mary Kay uh, venture that she's on. And she just stepped out there and... and took on, you know, she's still working full-time, but she took on this other venture. She's stepping out there and making an opportunity to do better for herself and for her family, and I just so admire that. I so admire women that are willing to step out there and start their own business or do some new venture that could possibly uh, propel them to success. Verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She can look forward to the future because everything she does is rooted in the strength and joy she receives from God and not in her own abilities. 
It doesn't matter what she faces in the future. She can approach it with strength and joy because she's rooted in who she is in God. Verse 25, oh, sorry, 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. When I first read this, I realized this was the only scripture in here that talks about her words, and she speaks with kindness and gentleness. I think that there's only one scripture in here that talks about her words because she probably doesn't speak a whole lot. She's probably very careful about the things that she shares. She's not a talker because how many of you know that most people who talk a lot don't have a lot to say? But those who, those who weigh their words usually have a lot more wisdom. Mark I mean, Matthew 12, 34 says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The fact that she doesn't just rattle off at the mouth a lot puts her in a position where others hear what she wants, what she has to say. There's a lot of voices out there. There's voices in the media. There's voices at your workplace. There's voices in your home. But there are very few that are worth listening to and worth considering. And when you're careful with what you say and you use you use your words with wisdom, that puts you in a place of influence because people will care what you have to say. Verse 27, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She looks out for her family. She doesn't get lazy about taking care of her family. She doesn't turn a blind eye to what her children are doing, as easy as that may be sometimes, but she stays involved in what's going on. She checks their HAC on the school website and makes sure that they're doing good in school. She makes sure that they have what they need for the upcoming day. She doesn't get lazy about taking care of her husband and kids. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Her husband and children recognize what she does for them and what she's poured into them. And that word blessed means happy, but it also means to be straight, to do the right thing, to be upstanding and honorable. And at the end of the day, her children and her husband recognize that. Verse 29 Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. The virtuous woman sets an example. She's the type of woman who can say, follow me as I follow Christ. And she's somebody who can literally lead you in the ways of God. Verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. If you put your worth in just the way that you look or the way that you dress, although those things are important for you to present yourself well, your worth can't just be in those things alone because those things, when they're not rooted in a right relationship with God, they're fleeting. And how many of you have met somebody who's beautiful and you're really impressed with them at first, but then after a while they prove to you that they're not as beautiful as you once thought they were, and it's because of their actions or their lack of character. So that outer beauty only remains as long as it's a reflection of your inner beauty. Verse 31, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Her labor is not in vain. A virtuous woman will be rewarded and God will use her life to be a light for others. I just want to finish 
by encouraging all of you, whether you're single or married, whether you're old or young, whether your children are raised or you're just starting out, don't give up. Don't give up. There's going to be opportunities that you're going to want to give up. Don't give up. Because you never know the impact that you can make in someone's life by just getting through and doing things the way that God intended you to do them. He's given you all gifts and talents and abilities. Serve him with those things. Serve him with your gifts and your talents. Don't let one day go by that you don't uh, use the things that he's given you to glorify him. Amen? All right. Well, Father God, we thank you for this time together. Thank you for your word. Father, I thank you that as we think on these attributes of a virtuous woman, Lord, that you will be able to pull these things out of us, Lord, that we can be um, a reflection of this woman to the people that we come in contact with. Thank you, Lord, that you continue to empower us. You continue to give us the wisdom and the strength that we need, Lord. We thank you for your peace. And Father, I thank you that all of this is done in love, our love for you and your love for us. And so we receive it. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.